Elevate Effect podcast, where we give you the resources to take you from workloads to workflows. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm an online systems educator for coaches. Fueled by cold brew and a love for watching endless reruns of Friends, I'm here to give you the tools and the support you need to scale your business and take back charge of your life and your time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's do the damn thing. Right, guys. So picture this. It's 8 a.m. or whatever your start time looks like. Maybe you're an early riser. You like to get your day started at 7. Or maybe you're more like me and you like to get sat down at your desk around 9 a.m., maybe 10 a.m. on your bad days. But you're determined nonetheless to make your day productive. So the espresso is kicking in, creativity's flowing. But then the Slack messages start coming in and the emails and the ClickUp notifications start piling up. And before you know it, it's 11 a.m. and you haven't even started on a project that you had set out to complete for the day. So this is really where team management systems come into play. So whether you don't have a team yet, that's no problem. This is going to be a perfect place for you to start or you already have a team. This episode is really, really going to be helpful for you to start outlining a good foundation for team systems. So again, if you do have a team, go ahead and start implementing these. And if you don't have one yet, this is going to be a great place to start. So managing a team isn't always easy work, but with systems in place, your team can be more independent, more productive, and be able to anticipate your business's needs. So this isn't only for large companies and teams. You know, for example, I currently have a small core team of three people, and that's including myself, but we're able to work and communicate more efficiently than some of the larger teams I've been in contact with because of systems. So today I'm going to walk you step-by-step through five systems to help you manage your current or future remote team for your business. So we're going to go ahead and get started with system number one, which is team communication systems. And I would say that this is probably one of, if not the most important system you can implement in your business, period, whether that is internally with team or externally with your clients. So it's really just setting processes and standards in place for streamlined and effective communication for your team. So what are a couple of tips that I recommend for actually implementing this in your business? Um, we want to make sure that we're setting expectations, right? So how do we communicate in certain circumstances internally as a team? So each communication tool has a purpose. So Zoom, for example, if you guys use Zoom, which most of the world does at this point in time, thanks to COVID, but this is, you know, a tool that we would obviously use for weekly team meetings, right? Email. So we actually never use email to communicate as a team unless it's forwarding an email from one of our inboxes to another. So for example, you know, we have our hello at, we have our support at, email addresses. And so for any reason, something, you know, gets into the wrong inbox. That's literally the only instance that we use email as a team. Slack is really where we have all of our internal team conversations and we really use it as a way to supplement conversation outside of our tasks and projects. So as far as those go, we always use ClickUp. So ClickUp has all of our tasks, our projects, our roadmaps for the year, anything that we're working on as a team, it lives in ClickUp. If we have a specific question about a particular task or project, we always have that communication thread on that task in ClickUp itself. 
myself. And that's just so we're keeping our communication organized. You know, obviously, unless it's time sensitive, in which case, you know, sending a quick Slack message totally fine. We really want to make sure that we are using those platforms effectively and that you're setting again that expectation up front. So whenever you onboard a team member, these are part of that onboarding process, right? We want to make sure we're very, very clear about what our communication looks like and how it needs to be had and what our expectations are for that. You also want to make sure that you are setting boundaries around your response times and hours of availability. So for example, with my team right now, it's a little bit different because I'm still kind of on maternity leave. And so my response time is a little bit slower, but I've communicated that to my team. If my team, for example, if they have a doctor's appointment or if they're going to be out of office for the day or whatever that looks like, they're really, really great about keeping that conversation open, right? They're communicating that, hey guys, just popping in to let you know, I'm not going to be on till later this afternoon, have a doctor's appointment or whatever that looks like. We also make sure to update our statuses in Slack so that if we are going to be away, that it is very apparent to the team so that they can see just from a bird's eye view, oh yeah, um, you know, Carrie's not going to be available until this time or Hannah, she's off today. Making sure that we're doing just little touch points like that, that is helping with streamlining that communication. And then we always want to encourage transparency. I would say of all the things in my business that I really, really like to promote, it is transparency. Because if I'm not transparent with my team about what's going on in the business, it makes it incredibly hard for them to support me and be proactive. So if they know the direction the business is going, the decisions that we're making, what's going on with each project, then it's easier for them to step in and say, hey, Court, I had this idea on how we could do this for the business or for this project. And so I'm very, very transparent with my team. So everyone on my team has access to all of the Slack channels because everyone should know what's going on in the business at all times. We do not private message each other on Slack. So we do not send a DM unless it is something very personal or private, right? Like, hey, something happened in the family. I'm not going to be working today. Obviously, things like that. They are more than welcome to DM me, but to encourage transparency and open communication on the team, we do not DM each other. So that's another big thing that we really recommend implementing. And how does this help, right? So what's the why behind this? Because for myself, whenever I'm implementing something in my business, I don't want to just know the what, I want to know the how, and I want to understand why. Because if I don't understand why, then it's really hard for me to understand full circle how this is supporting my business. So how does this help? Clear communication is going to cut down on questions, right? It's going to cut down on confusion, and it's going to allow everyone to stay looped in. And by allowing the entire team to see where our other team members stand on their portion of a project and driving an open conversation, you empower your team to take responsibility of their own work. And so that's a really big thing. And even something as simple as how to ask a question, right? That seems really, really simple. I just ask a question. But on our team, that's not really what we do, especially with remote businesses. Typically, we are all living somewhere else around the world. We're probably in different time zones. We're working different schedules. And so what's going to be really important is that we are being efficient with how we communicate. So instead of just asking a question, if my team comes to me and says, hey, Court, I've got a question about this. We have a question method where it's, hey, I have this question. Here are two or three solutions that I think are probably best. And I think this solution is the best. What that is doing is that's cutting down on the back and forth between team members looking for a solution, right? We're cutting out the middleman. We're going ahead and doing the research ourselves. We are lucky that we live in the day and age of Google. So we have so much information and resources at our fingertips. And so encouraging your team to go and find solutions themselves is also going to be another way to streamline communication in 
general. So that would be another thing that I would recommend doing is encouraging your team to find the solutions themselves. Because I think whenever a team member asks a question, we're typically not proposing a solution at the same time because we're not feeling confident, right? We don't feel confident that our solution or our answer is the correct answer. And so What this does is it starts to empower your team that, hey, I do have the answers. I do have the resources. I'm totally capable of making this decision. And that's kind of warming them up to that, so to speak. So again, team communication systems, by far number one um, in my book, just from business in general. These are also things that I would recommend implementing um, from an external perspective with your clients as well. And then system number two is file storage systems. So this seems super basic, right? What is it? We're just the process of uploading and saving our files. So that's really, really easy. And I feel like probably a very foundational piece to our business, but you would be surprised how many people aren't actually utilizing this or just how messy and out of control this can get, right? Google Drive can turn into a total disaster if we don't take the responsibility to maintain and manage it. So what are some tips for implementing this with your team? Use Google Drive for file storage. A couple of rules of thumb that we have on our team is no loose files in the Google Drive. There is not a single file that just sits out of a folder. Everything has a home. We have a specific naming convention for files so that they're easy to locate. And then we have clear folders and sub folders. So for example, some of the top level folders that we would have in our business are things like admin, marketing, courses, clients, operations, things of that nature. And then you can integrate subfolders underneath of that. And then you want to share all the files with everyone on your team, right? This goes back to being transparent. There is literally nothing again that I hide from my team. I've gotten to the point that I'm very, very comfortable. I won't say that I always was. I mean, I would be lying if I said that I was always super comfortable just sharing everything with my team. I think that really took time in me relinquishing control a little bit because I felt that, you know, it was just easier for me to do it or it was just easier for me to figure it out but I was actually hurting myself and my business by not doing this because I'm only one person and my brain can only go so far and having an extra set of eyes on things is really really helpful so again all of our files are shared with the team and how does this help right so we're going to go off of transparency again like what I talked about that's obviously number one it's going to encourage independence in your team so you're not going to have this hey Cord, I'm working on this project but I can't find this file can you go find it for me can you share access. It's eliminating that, right? We don't need to be doing that. That's a very inefficient use of our time. And so again, this is going to be a key piece for making sure that you are transparent and sharing these things with your team. And then everyone can contribute, right? Everyone can file and retrieve team documents or client documents without having to ask for permission or asking for sharing permissions, just kind of like what I mentioned. And then having a streamlined file storage system cuts down on questions and confusion. Again, with your team, if you onboard a new team member into a chaotic file, environment, right? Then it is going to be, again, really hard for them to pick up on their responsibilities and how they're going to be integrating themselves in your business. Because if they onboard into a chaotic environment, that's going to be stressful and overwhelming for them too, because they want to do a good job. And we want to make sure that we're setting our team members up for success. And this is going to be one of those small pieces as basic and as foundational as it seems, it's super, super important. 
System number three is probably one of my favorites, but it is a project management system. And so this is really just going to be a central place in your business where all of your projects, tasks, statuses, assignments can be sorted out and organized. Obviously, ding, 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 we love ClickUp on this team. ClickUp is where our entire business works out of. I mean, outside of things like needing a email marketing tool, like active campaign or something to send invoices and contracts, our business runs out of ClickUp. And some tips on implementing implementing it is keep tasks actionable, right? Every step in the business system should include an action word. Describing an action makes it less likely that anyone on your team will have trouble interpreting the step. So actionable items ensure tasks are handled in the same way, no matter who's completing them. So for example, instead of saying brand of the welcoming package, define the task as, you know, insert client logo into welcome package, be specific. This is going to be really important, not just from assigning tasks out to your team, but let's say, for example, this is a recurring task, right? So Maybe it's engaging in Facebook or scheduling your weekly blog, right? If you have a team member that's sick or has to step away for a period of time, you need those tasks to be specific and actionable so that anybody that steps in to fill in on that task is super, super clear about what the task actually is. And then you want to make sure that you share all of your spaces with your team member. Again, this circles back to transparency. My entire team has access to my entire ClickUp. There is nothing in there that they don't have access to except for just my private Courtney's Corner where I planned out my wedding and that was just because that wasn't relevant to them or the business and I just wanted somewhere to organize everything and so they really do they have access to everything and then you always want to make sure that all tasks are assigned to a person and have a due date if you do not have a due date on that task it is not going to show up in your to-do list and it's going to get lost so the best thing that you can do is Go ahead and stick a tentative due date on there. Even if you're not totally sure if it's when you're going to be able to tackle that task, you can always move the date back, but always make sure that there's a due date in your tasks. And then obviously, how does a project management system help from a team perspective? You can see exactly what each person is working on, right? What are their next steps? What are they working on? You can identify bottlenecks or hangups in your business and click up. I've created a, a personal view where I can see my entire team's tasks for the upcoming seven days. And that's just because I like to have a pulse on what everybody in the team is working on, but I don't want to micromanage, right? So it's just a good way for me to have a bird's eye view on everybody's projects. And so again, ClickUp is just a super, super robust tool. I could probably record 10 podcast episodes about ClickUp and still not even touch the tip of the iceberg. It's amazing. It's going to be, again, like I said, that's where our business eat, breathes, and lives. And so that is going to be another system that I would recommend for you to implement for your team. If you are a solopreneur, if you do not have a team yet, have a project management system. You still should have this for yourself and your business because it is going to keep you more organized and it's going to keep mistakes from happening, right? Because if you're working with a client, if you're not organized, if your tasks don't have a home, stuff's going to get missed. Your client's going to notice and it's going to make your quality of work suffer. So that's reason number one, if you're a solopreneur, why you should still have this in place. And then number two is nine times out of 10, your intention is to grow, right? You maybe do want to hire a virtual assistant at some point or a social media manager. You wanna have these things built out before you onboard that person, again, so you're not onboarding them into chaos. You want them in an environment that's gonna be setting them up for success as a team member. So if you are a solopreneur without a team, please make sure that you still get this set up. That's not to say that you can't still track your tasks. You know, for example, 
I still like to write down my tasks every day when I sit down at my desk. Um, I obviously still work out of ClickUp, but I have a sense of accomplishment for some reason <laughs> when I have a to-do list. Sometimes I'll even catch myself if I completed a task already and it wasn't on my to-do list. I will literally go write it on my to-do list just to scratch it off. So again, if you're a solopreneur, please still incorporate this into your routine, into your systems, because it is going to be necessary whether you have a team or not. Sorry to interrupt the flow, but this will be real quick. So you guys have downloaded ClickUp, but you kind of don't know where to get started. No worries. We've got a one-stop template shop full of ClickUp templates that will get rid of that headache. You can use our done for you plug in and play templates to systematically scale your business so you can generate more revenue and more time, which means you're growing your business rather than managing it. All you have to do is go to the shop link below in the show notes and get what you need. We have templates for coaches, virtual assistants, OBMs, and social media managers. You can purchase templates individually or you can buy them as a bundle. So do yourself a favor and check out our ClickUp templates today so you can start focusing on the bigger picture in your business. Now, back to the show. And then the fourth system is SOP systems. So what is an SOP? It is a standard operating procedure or process. So it's really gonna be where you store all of the processes in your business with videos or documented walkthroughs so that you have guides and resources for your team to know how to complete tasks and projects. So a couple tips on implementing this is, number one, set it up in your project management tool. It really, really is a great place to build out your SOP manual. That's where we personally have ours. If you don't want to use your project management tool, a great place is Trainual. So that is an amazing software where you can set up your processes, your SOPs, and basically a training dashboard for new team members. So this honestly boils down to preference. If you want a lean system, you can build it into ClickUp. You can customize it that way. If you want to use a more specific tool, again, Trainual is going to be a really, really great one for you guys to start utilizing. Um, and I will make sure to link that in the show notes. Again, that is a definitely a system that I would recommend implementing in a software to use use if you don't use ClickUp. And then every team member is in charge of SOPs for the tasks that they handle. So for example, if your team member's responsibility is to schedule and format the blog post, that corresponding SOP is also that team member's responsibility because they are the one completing that task every week or every month. And so they're the one that's obviously going to be able to more successfully keep that SOP up to date and current. And so that is going to be their responsibility and it's going to help ensure that tasks are done according to you know, your standard, right? Or if they have to step out, then somebody can easily step in. You also want to make sure to have a template for your SOPs. So they're outlined the same. So for SOPs, you can obviously do uh, like Loom videos. That's really probably the biggest one that we do just because we are in a remote space. It is a lot easier to have a visual versus a written SOP. If you are going to go the written SOP route, you'd still have a template for that no matter what. But if you're going to go the video route, I would even set up guidelines as far as whenever we record an SOP video, this is the format of how I record it. We introduce the topic, why this is important, who mans this in the business. Then we go through step-by-step -step for the project, you know, whatever that looks like, make sure you have those guidelines outlined for your team so that you're following the same process every time for your SOPs. And then the last tip, which is probably one of the biggest is to review your SOPs every six months to keep them up to date, or at least every so often, right? Maybe it's every quarter, every year. You want to make sure that you have some type of task to go back and review the SOP because then what's going to happen is you've got all these SOPs created, but then they go out of date, right? The tech updates, your process changes, and then you go to onboard a new team member and you have all these out of date SOPs 
Well, then you're stuck having to recreate SOPs for the next week before you onboard that team member. And so one way that you can do this is just every time you create a new SOP, go ahead and create a task to review it from six months. And then that way you're not having to review all of your SOPs at the same time, six months from now, right? So you're just having to do one here and there as they come up. And that just makes it a lot more bite-sized and manageable for you and your team. And again, how does this help? It's gonna eliminate contradictory processes and it's going to ensure that all of the SOPs comply with company standards. It's going to encourage your team members to take responsibility of their own tasks. So they're not just going through the motion, so to speak, every single time. It's kind of helping that team member to feel more of part of a bigger picture, right? This is not just a task I'm completing every day. I'm in charge of this process. I'm in charge of making sure that this is current for new team members as we continue to grow. And then it's going to make team member onboarding a breeze for you, right? And your new team members. Again, we don't want to onboard into a chaotic, messy environment. If you're onboarding a new team member, these SOPs are going to make their training so much easier. So again, whether you choose to have this in ClickUp or if you decide to use a platform like Trainual, either way, this is just going to really help eliminate that overwhelm and stress for new team members. And the last system is team onboarding systems. So it's literally just that it's a process for onboarding new team members. It seems simple because it really is, but outlining this and having this done is going to be really, really helpful. So a couple, again, tips for this is prepare for onboarding a team member who is a hundred percent green in this space. So what I mean by that is typically on our team, we hire people that aren't super familiar with this industry, right? It's maybe foreign to them. They don't know what ClickUp is, or they haven't been in the remote space. And so when we create trainings, we create them from completely scratch, right? We're going down as far as this is Slack. This is how we use Slack or here's our terminology cheat sheet. You know, what is a lead? What is an opt-in? Uh, we want to make sure that we are going down to the basics because that's going to make it really, really a lot easier for the team member to understand full circle what's going on. It's going to set them up for success, even if they aren't familiar with the space. Um, and it's going to take a lot of the pressure off of you too and a lot of the confusion out of them. And then you want to create a task transfer timeline so they know what tasks they're going to be responsible for taking on throughout their onboarding process. So for example, if you're hiring a VA, you know, you don't want to assign them all of the tasks at once, right? We want to ease them in. We're not just throwing them to the wolf, so to speak. So maybe it's week one, you're responsible for these tasks. Week two, we're adding these tasks on top of those. So we're easing them in. So create a task transfer timeline every time you onboard a team member. And then have a weekly check-in form, right? Or maybe it's monthly, or maybe you have a couple of different varieties of forms, but you need to be checking with your team members. You need to systemize this because this is gonna make them feel supported. It's gonna make them feel like they have a voice and it's gonna give you a pulse on how they're feeling as they are going through these trainings. Make sure that you're having weekly meetings with your team members to address questions specific to their onboarding or trainings, at least for the first four to six weeks. Um, you can obviously taper those off after that, but you want to make sure that you are being there and supporting that team member, especially again, we're in a remote space. We're not sitting in an office with them every single day to chit chat and then set expectations for communication and availability. Again, this kind of goes back to communication, but it, it is huge. You want to make sure that you're very clear. The more clear you are for them, again, the easier it is for them to be able to do their job. Because, you know, if I'm starting at a new job, I want to know those things because I want to do a good job, but I don't know what is considered a good job if I'm not being told what my metric of success is, right? So you want to make sure you're setting your team up for success from that standpoint. And then 
from an onboarding perspective, if you guys are interested in growing and scaling your team, um, Tatiana O'Hara is somebody that I definitely recommend you guys reaching out to. She has an amazing program called Grindaholics Anonymous, um, and it's really teaching you guys how to structure your team, how to create a team, how to step out of being the doer in your business all the time and really stepping into that CEO role. So if you guys are in a spot where you are wanting to grow your team, or maybe you already have a team and you want to figure out ways to better utilize them, I would definitely recommend going to check her out. She's amazing. She is just like me. She has a no fluff mentality. She gives you hard hitting step-by-step action items to implement. So definitely would check that out. So really how is this again, full circle helping team management systems are key to smoothly managing your remote team. So implementing these systems will help your team members take responsibility, allow you to step into your CEO role. And you're, again, you're setting your team up for success. You're creating a good culture and environment. And ultimately this is going to pay back to your business tenfold. So if you guys have any questions about these systems, please feel free. Come join us on our Mighty Networks community. Reach out to us on Instagram. We love chatting about systems and we will see you guys next week for our next episode. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Elevate Effect podcast. If you liked what you heard, share the episode with your best friend, team member, or even your dog. If you have a minute, leave a review below or DM me on Instagram to let me know what you want to hear on the podcast next. Thanks again, and I can't wait to see you next week.